into the contest. It's Tuesday the 4th of October. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Shad Wicker here. I'm filling in for Tim Gilbert, who uh, has apparently left the country to evade taxes, but <laughs> that's for him to chat to you about. Joined always by co-host Shane Lee. How you doing, Shane? Mate, I'm tired. <laughs> Tim has all these bloody holidays, and here I am slaving away, but no, it's... Um, a long weekend. It's always hard to get up on the Tuesday, mm. Tuesday morning after a long weekend. It was um, plenty of festivities at my end, mate. It was your birthday. Happy birthday for the weekend. Uh, yes, thank you very much. It's, uh, Mate, it's always a pleasure to have a birthday that uh, sits around the NRL grand final. Mm. You know what I mean? It's, uh, it's always a great advantage. And it's so nice of the eastern states to give me a public holiday for it as well. So <laughs> nice, uh, always a pleasure. Um, but, no, it was great celebration. It's also gearing up to go to Vietnam on a holiday soon, mate. So... Beautiful. When do you take off? Oh, mate, I leave on Thursday. It's going to be great. I'm really looking forward. Have you ever been? I have been, mate. It's one of the most magnificent places. I remember going to the ATM machine back then, and I think the currency is the dong. And I I took out uh, for $150, it got two million dong. Wow. I kept saying to my then girlfriend, Get my big dong out and uh, oh, here we go. Funny, yeah. Here yeah. we go. Yeah. So get ready, mate. Yeah, I'll keep those gags to myself, actually. I think. But um, <laughs> look, we've got a lot to get into in sport. Just because it's a public holiday doesn't mean nothing was happening in sport. Some cricket, AFL, NRL, fallout, and more. In life, the most important thing is trust. Without it, everything is a lot harder in a quickly changing and turbulent time. Barclay Pierce Capital is a safe pair of hands, an organisation built on people. They understand you've worked hard to build your nest egg and their asset management business is tailored to suit your needs. Their services help grow your wealth in order to provide long-term safety and security for you and your family. BPC, just a phone call away. Let's have a look at cricket to kick things off, Shano. New South Wales teenager Phoebe Litchfield ready for international cricket after a breakthrough century. Um, This young girl, Phoebe, has been touted since she was about 12 to be a a real superstar of the game in women's cricket. Um, She's a left-hand bat and she she bats very much like Michael Bevan did, um, very good all around the wicket. And she's made a breakthrough century um, playing... um, you know, in the women's side, uh, 107 for New South Wales against WA. And it couldn't come at a better timing for her because uh, in the Australian team, Meg Lanning, the captain, mm. is taking a bit of a sort of indefinite break. And Rachel Haynes, who is also a left-hander, has just retired as one of our most prolific batsmen. And um, so she's got a good chance of coming straight into the Australian team with um, some success. She's very talented. Unreal. And New South Wales, uh, look, they were not having as much success as a side. Toppled for the lowest score in one-day cup history. Yeah, they could have done with Phoebe in that team. Uh, New South Wales all out <laughs> for 76 um, yeah, at, at the Gwacker. Um, that's the lowest score ever. Um, the previous lowest score was 92 at the Gabber in 1973. So, yeah, Curtis Patterson, who's a test creator playing for New South Wales, won the toss and decided to bat. Wow. Uh, and New South Wales all out for 76. So, a very poor score from the boys. So, they need to improve from that. What was the lowest one that you were a part of? Were you ever part of a pretty low, devastating one? Uh, yeah, I think I think probably about 120. 20 or 130 in 1995 was around then, but uh, yeah, 76, pretty pretty low score. Yeah. And with that 36, the, the two of the tail enders put on 36 runs, so we could have been out for about 40 there. Oh, wow. Mm. <laughs> Jeez. Um, let's look at golf now as well, though. New Zealand golfer Ryan Fox uh, dedicated his victory to a great mate. Yeah, he played with Shane Warne, and um, he, he'd really felt, I think him and Warne came 
second last year in the championship. But uh, Ryan Fox, who is the son of former All Black Grant Fox, um, yeah, is a big breakthrough win for him winning the Alfred Dunhill Lynx Championship. And um, yeah, all he said, all, all he could think about was his, his great mate and how sad. That Warney wasn't there playing with him this time. Yeah, it's uh, but a great victory nonetheless mm. for Ryan Fox as well. Uh, turn of the world game in the EPL. Interesting stuff going on in the EPL right now. Uh, Man United, they've copped it really early in the season. Uh, then managed to turn it around. But up against the old rival in City... Things got so bad that they actually pulled Cristiano Ronaldo from the side and put him on the bench. Well, yeah, but they're not even getting him on the field. So something's going on between the uh, Ten Hag, the the um, manager of that team, and Cristiano Ronaldo. He's spending a lot of time on the bench. But, man, you're going down 6-3, and that scoreline's a bit flattering because they were down 6-1. It was two late goals um, from Anthony Marshall from Man U late in the game to, to bring the score back up to 6-3. But, yeah, they were down 6-1 and, uh, yeah, not a great performance from, uh, from Man United against, as you said, their cross-city rivals. Uh, yes, yeah, stay with us. And after this short break, because we'll be back to talk AFL, the DR transfer period is open, NRL fallout and more. The new Elite Bet app has arrived. It's got all the betting features you expect and new ones you're going to love. Elite Bet is your one-stop shop on race day with Hot Bet, where you can back the tips of proven winning punters. Build fast sports multis and play same-game multis. The Elite Bet app is the smoothest betting experience around. Trusted for 10 years, Elite Bet is 100% Australian-owned. The only betting app you need this spring is Elite Bet. Gamble responsibly. Let's talk AFL. The season is over, but the free agency period has just begun. Teams trying to shift players around, get compensation picks, start to move their way around in that draft that's coming up soon. And uh, a couple of deals were done after day one, Shane. Yeah, well, the free, as you said, the free agency trade uh, window is open last week. Um, three big movements so far. The Eagles have swooped on uh, Melbourne wingman Jaden Hunt. Uh, it's a really, really good get for them. Um and then Tim Taranto and Bobby Hill, both from GWS. Um, Taranto has off on his way to Richmond, where Bobby Hill requested to go and play for the Pies. It's really interesting that GWS, they obviously get a lot of, you know, it's not the heartland of AFL that generally comes from Melbourne or Adelaide or even Perth. Um, these players go out and play for GWS, but they can't wait to get back um, to their, their hometowns. And these two of these boys are both doing that now and, at the cost of GWS. I think um, West Coast may have surprised some of the AFL clubs there because I think they quickly forgot being East Coast teams that just because it hit 6 o'clock and the uh, tra- the window's yeah. closed now, they completely forgot that there's two Western sides <laughs> that, are still, that are still playing the clock. And that trade kind of took everyone by surprise, I think, for that big free agency signing rather. So, yeah, I, I love these kinds of periods mm. in the uh, American sport as well. So, like, I love seeing all the movement. I think this year we've had more vocal players in the lead up to the free agency mm. period than ever before. So I reckon there'll be a lot more wheeling and dealing taking place. We've still got Rioli sitting there as well who wants to move on too. So Yeah, and I think that the clubs themselves are really getting their head around what the whole trade period is and how it operates best mm. and um, and how it's a crucial part 
of their preseason campaign. And uh, yeah, it, it's it's a really really interesting period, as you said. We're learning from the Americans. Now uh, let's talk NRL here. The fallout from the grand final has come. Um, Panthers mm-hmm. star Jerome Luai escapes punishment for his apparent kick, but he has the NRL integrity unit obviously investigating a post that he put up uh, from the dressing sheds that was deleted seven hours later. It contained a slur. There's a lot of news about it at the moment. So we'll wait to see if he gets punished for that ahead of the World Cup. But can I ask you this, Shadow? Yep. What do you feel about the furor at the moment that is labelling the Panthers as arrogant and, you know, for their comments at the celebrations where it was, you know, we hate Parramatta, we're Parramatta of our sons now after beating them in the grand final. Do you think that's poor form or are you like, what another chapter in what can become a great rivalry? Yeah, I think it's a bit of both. Look, um, from what I what I saw and in particular I saw um, Cleary interviewed um, after not sleeping all night coming out, mm. out of the club with a, a pair of ski goggles on his head. He was mm. quite lucid and, and, and well put together, I thought. So that's a really, really good effort just in itself. But <laughs> I, I, I think the Panthers have been fantastic and I just think it's a bit of rivalry and that's, that's sort of what you want. It's um, th- There should be a bit of uh, back and forth there. But I, I, I didn't find it disrespectful, but maybe that's just me. I'm not a Parramatta supporter. Yeah, I think that the, these people that are kicking up, and we know who they are, they're the talking heads over at a certain sports channel, yep. but like they, they constantly – on about this, I think we hate success. I think that's what our big thing is. We did it to Melbourne when they were dominating and then now all we do is hold on to the grapple tackle um, controversy mm. and the and the salary cap. Now we're just doing it to Penrith. They're the second team ever in the NRL era to win back-to-back grand finals and their last team was the Roosters who did it not so long ago. Um, I think it's just hating on a team that's so successful. If you're a Parramatta fan and you're upset because they've said that they're your daddy now – well, don't get mad. Get even, dude. Like, you know what I mean? That's it. Come back next year. You had all the chances in the world. You beat them twice. You're the most successful team against them, and they embarrassed you. They absolutely embarrassed you in the grand final. They get to say it, and we love – we talk about how much we love the rivalry of origin, but then when when a club level starts to do yeah. it, we get upset. It's like, miss me with that. Like, come on. Yeah, I, I didn't see <laughs> Parramatta being embarrassed. I thought they, they held their own a lot um, in the first half. And, and, but it's just the skill of that Panthers team and Cleary and the way he directed his team around the paddock. Moses should have used a few more of those little kicks and dinks, um, um, not just kicking the same stuff back to um, yeah, uh, Dylan Edwards at fullback there. But look... <sighs> I thought it was good, but the, the best team won. The best team, they were the oh, best team sure. for the last two years, and I think they're going to win again next year. Well, mate, there's, someone's got to step up next year, and it's going to, yep. it's hard to see who that squad's going to be. You know, like you need mm. the Cowboys to go up another gear if it's going to be them. Like, it'll be interesting to see. Um, look, after the grand final, though, a lot of the international teams have now been locked in uh, for the Rugby League World Cup. The Australian side's now been announced. Speaking of Cleary, yeah. he's been named in the squad. But the seven jersey looks like it's still going to go to DCE. What a load of bullshit! I know that is that's embarrassing. And I, I know Joey Johns came out and said this that he sh- you know, probably should be the halfback. But come on, Cleary is the best player. He has been for a long time. He's won a state of origins. He he he's a, he's a gun footballer. He's got back to back premierships. He was unfazed. I thought he was very classy in the way that he spoke. Spoke about the Penrith community and the people and what it meant to him. And he's a superstar. He's only getting better. And like Cherry Evans, he's on the way out, mate. Come on, that's re- it's embarrassing. Yeah, it blows my it's mind. A Queensland thing. Yeah, well, I think like I know Mal. Mal loves sticking with combinations, and obviously Queensland, rah rah. rah but yeah, it's almost like 
I wonder if if Queensland didn't win State of Origin. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wonder if that is yep. kind of one of the key points here because he's playing around a lot of that origin side as well that he was helping lead around the pack. But, yeah, I'm, I'm a Queenslander, but I would still yeah. say Nathan Cleary should be wearing the seven. And I've been oh, I've sure. been on this for a while with mates. I'm like, there's no way that anyone other than Cleary should be wearing the seven right now. <laughs> like, it doesn't make any sense to me. But I guess we'll have to wait and see. The other squads have been announced as well for Tonga PNG and the Kiwis naming star-studded squads as well. Early tip for the Rugby League World Cup, mate? Oh, the, the Kiwi team, the Keys, Kiwis look good. Mm. Um, apart from the coach, I reckon Maguire's <laughs> the coach. <laughs> but look, they've they got some serious... Like, Leota Sorison, um, Dylan Brown, Papalahi. I mean, they've they got some guns in and around that team. James Fisher-Harris. Uh, they're they're going to be tough to beat. And I think uh, they always turn up too when they play for... Uh, in that New Zealand jersey. Yeah, I think it's going to be an interesting World Cup. But the Tongan side looks super strong as well. But, mm, man, do not sleep on Samoa. Oh, my God. The Samoan side's been announced. Huge. If Luai doesn't get suspended uh, from this integrity unit situation, they've got what what you dream for as being a smaller nation team, which is a halves combination that works and a spine that works with a bunch of giant fellas all around in the forward pack. I think they'll give people a bit of a run for their money. So interesting World Cup ahead right now. Um, Let's touch on uh, F1. The Singapore Grand Prix wrapped up on the weekend as well, Shano. Ricardo actually finishing in a good spot. Well, mate, you know, you you can't can't eat chewing gum in Singapore. It's illegal and we'll – Denver yeah. cars be like a bit of chewing gum on the bottom of your shoe. You just can't get rid of him. <laughs> he, he started 16th on the grid and he finished fifth. His best, his best performance for a long time. Um, it was won by Red Bull driver Sergio uh, Perez. He led from the front and no one ever passed him. But uh, yeah, interesting. A very very good finish late in the day. For Dan Ricciardo in Singapore. Look, I don't think it's going to get him a seat in the F1 next year. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> so it was nice to go out in kind of fifth. Good on you. Mm. Uh, look, let's have a quick touch on basketball here. This is history making. Adelaide 36ers become the first Aussie team ever to beat an NBA opponent, and not just any opponent. We're talking about the team with the best win-loss record of the NBA mm. season last year. I think mean, the Phoenix Suns must have been on the piss. <laughs> <laughs> but look, they got to give credit where credit's due. Craig um, Randall, 35 points. Robert Franks, 32 points. And, yeah, and the boys won 134 to 124, high-scoring game. Mm. They obviously mixed it with the best. But for these guys who perform against an NBA team, it really puts them up in, in the lights. But, uh, yeah, I just can't see Phoenix Suns. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I'm pre- pretty sure they wouldn't have prepared as well as they, they, they should have. Mate, I thought it was a crazy thing to say because it's not like the Phoenix Suns were playing a third-string side. They had their starting mm. five out there for a bit of it as well. Yep. It was raining threes. You know what was fascinating about this? Two interesting things about that game for you. Phoenix Suns roster, $210 million roster. Well, the uh, 36ers roster, well, the salary cap for the NBL is $1.3 million. So not even 10% of the cost of the roster. And they were draining a lot of threes to beat them. They've like shot a lot of threes in this game. But in the NBL, we play FIBA rules, which actually has mm. a closer three-point line. So they were oh. also playing at a bit of a further back three-point line and still draining threes. So there was quite an impressive performance by 36ers. So. Uh, well done to the 36ers. Congratulations. Yeah. Now, before we go, a quick war story. We will talk in golf earlier. What happened to you on the course, mate? Mate, so I played a game of golf yesterday. I got, got a hit in down Warringah with two of my good mates, uh, Mike Bailey and Rob Palmer, and we had, we had a good hit. I've been sneaking up to the driving range with my son just to try to improve my, my golf game. Shad and I, I've changed my grip. And without mm-hmm. boring the, the the listeners, 
I've sort of interlocked my hand to try and hopefully make my hands work together and so I don't slice the bloody thing everywhere. Well, I thought I'd finally cracked it and I drove the first one like 300 metres down the middle. I thought, here we go. I finally worked out my driver. As I bent over to pick up my I, um, my tee out of the ground, I leant on my driver and I snapped oh, it. Mate. Snapped it. So I finally worked out my driver and now it's currently in the pro shop down there, a ringer getting fixed. Oh, mate. mate, what any excuse to, mate? I don't think anyone saw that real straight shot that you're talking about, though, did they? <laughs> I'm telling you, it went straight. Yeah, I bet it did. to go straight now. It looks like I've got a walking stick. <laughs> Well, that's it for Afternoon Sport today, so make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. And before we go, a big thank you to our sponsors. Thank you to our fantastic sponsors, Barclay Pierce Capital, they're only a phone call away, and Elite Bet. And, of course, a big thank you to our handsome producer, Dan McHugh, as well. We'll be back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening to Afternoon Sport. If you enjoyed the show, why not check out one of our other podcasts? Like Lunch with Lee, former cricketer Shane Lee talks to celebrities, sports people, musicians, politicians and more about sports, music and business. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or head to afternoonsport.com.